Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is a podcast to support your healing journey. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome. Today's episode is all about color magic and tarot and creativity with Sarah Potter. Sarah is a witch, a tarot reader, and a psychic medium, and she also specializes in color magic, which we talk a lot about, obviously, the name of the episode. which is a means of using specific hues of the rainbow to conjure different energies and manifest personal transformation. I did not know much about color magic at all, but I really, really enjoyed having this conversation with Sarah and it definitely made some things make sense for me and also made me feel more excited to play with color. I feel like I've been leaning a lot more in this past year into some of the very Libra things, I'm a Libra, (laughs) um, that I kind of rejected or that didn't resonate with me about being a Libra for a long time, like beauty specifically, and yeah, over the past couple of years and pandemic specifically, it's like, oh, actually, yeah, beauty is like something that literally gives meaning to my life and makes my life worth living. And just because I'm not into makeup doesn't mean that I don't love beauty, right? And of course, being into makeup is great too. Um, But I think that's maybe why it just never resonated for me. (laughs) Um, But beauty in nature and beauty around color and beauty in our homes and beauty of sunset, like all of that feels so life-giving and really, really important to me. So it was cool to have this conversation with Sarah and get inspired to work with color a little bit more. So we talk about Sarah's journey with the tarot and how she works with tarot. When the universe keeps calling you towards something, tarot cards that have been showing up a lot for her during pandemic time, color magic, how to work with color magic, cultivating a personal and intuitive relationship with color, how to start exploring your relationship with different colors, what your favorite color and the colors that you don't like can teach you, (laughs) color magic in the tarot, how colors are tied to elements, what to do when you're feeling creatively blocked, self-love spells, and simple rituals and spells. So it's a really fun conversation. I hope you enjoy. I also wanted to share with you this blog post. That's right. It's a blog post. We're writing blog posts now. (laughs) Um that I wrote in the series I'm calling Love Notes for Your Creativity about crafting your own simple creative rituals. Um, I talk about the idea of simple rituals for your creativity and offer some questions to support you in crafting your own ritual for your creativity. So I'll link that in the description if you want to check it out. And I also wanted to let you know that the Spring Equinox Breathwork Ceremony is happening this Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Equinox itself. And it's going to be really lovely over Zoom um, to gather together in community to honor this transition into spring, to tend to your intentions for spring, to tend to what's blooming and coming alive within you as nature is starting to bloom and come alive around us. So we do a grounding meditation, I talk about the equinox and channel a message through the tarot for the group, then I guide you through a deep breathwork experience, there's time for sharing and questions and all of that too. 
and you'll also receive a spring equinox ritual that you can do after the ceremony or really anytime that spring that you want to that it feels good um so i'll link that in the description as well check it out come join us if that feels good and 10 percent of the proceeds are also going to the women's center's abortion access fund okay that's all i have to say let's get into my conversation with sarah I love to start the show by hearing about your journey. So I'd love to hear how you came to be doing the work that you're doing. Oh my gosh. Well, it truly was a lifelong pursuit. So it's kind of like, it's funny to think about like, okay, how do I sum up a couple decades into an answer? But I just feel like, you know, it might sound a little silly, but like I was, I think I was truly meant to do this work and I denied it for a long time, but, um, I was totally one of those children who was indulging in her imagination and talking to the animals and the ghosts and, um, really enjoying living in a very colorful way that transcended the physical realm. I've always believed in magic. And I feel very lucky to have had a family that supported that belief system and encouraged it. So I, uh, you know, there's other psychics in my family and living magically is definitely imbued into my family as well. So I've been kind of working my psychic muscles since I was a very, very young child. And my mom and I would always start every day Uh, She would ask me about what I dreamed about and we would talk about what that meant and the symbols. And um, I really love that. I think that's, I I think if you don't know what to talk about with someone, like ask them what they've been dreaming about and you can truly have a lovely conversation. Um, But, you know, I grew up in the late nineties too. Like that's when I was kind of coming to age. Uh, I was in middle school in the late nineties, which I think is one of the most challenging times in someone's life. Uh, And that's when I found a real connection to witchcraft and to tarot. And it really grew from there. It, it truly is. This has always been a part of my life. I did lose my way at some point. I feel like sometimes when you're feeling and seeing everything so intensely, it's not always easy to see that that's a blessing and a gift So I tried to disconnect and that didn't really work so well. So I found my way back and uh, here I am today. Yeah. How did you find your way back? You know what? The messages were coming through so strongly. It was like they were screaming in my face and I just didn't want to hear it. And I feel like I had truly like, if you're versed in tarot, a real major tower moment. Um, where I couldn't deny it any longer. And it was just coming to me in every angle. Mm. I even, I, uh, and this was, this was around the time of my solar return. So, you know, there's so many shifts happening. And then I actually, a, a friend of mine was like, I'd really like to give you a tarot reading. And I hadn't had a reading in a while. You know, I've been seeing the same medium since I was in my early twenties and getting readings was always part of growing up for me. Um, and then I just, I, I took a step aside from it and I just, I guess I just didn't want to hear it. And a friend very, uh, 
kindly yet forcefully was like, I think you really need, there's a, a reading, some messages want to come through. Mm. And it was so on point, it, it scared me. So I had to let it sit for a couple of months. But basically one of the main messages was like, why are you denying these psychic abilities now? Like you've always had them. You've always relied on them. Why are you denying that tarot is such a huge part of your life and that this is what you're here to do is to connect with people through this tool and through this medium and help, help other people the way, the way tarot has helped you. You know, I, when I reconnected to tarot, I didn't take a long break, but in that time I truly wasn't listening to my inner wisdom or my intuition or my guides. Um, I was truly shutting them out and, you know, we can't get caught up in the past, but I'm very sorry that I did that. And so one of my main goals is to really help people feel empowered because for a long time, I didn't know my own power and I didn't trust my intuition. And that's what I think is so beautiful about tarot is whether or not you believe in a, in the spiritual realm or magic, it is a tool for self-empowerment and healing and intuition and tarot helped me heal so much and it continues to do that. And that's what I want to do with others as well. Mm, yeah, that's so beautiful. And that makes me want to ask, like, what is your personal tarot practice like? How do you work with the cards for healing and for growth? Well, for years, I've been starting my day with a daily tarot pull. So I like to do a little meditation uh, and see what do I need to know today and just be really open to the wisdom that comes through and I pull my card and I do believe that a divine presence channels the message to me and then I like to reconvene at the end of the night with the card again and think about the ways that the card came to me and what messages it brought what it made me think of what it activated and then uh, I like to do a little journaling both in the morning and at night. And I've been doing this for years. So it's really fun to look back and see like, hey, what was the card I pulled on this day three years ago? And it was truly the way to really set up a routine because I needed to create more structure in my life. I really need to bring that emperor energy in. Mm -hmm. And um yeah. And even just a simple way of, of bringing in meditation and tarot and journaling, it really set the stage to learn and understand how to bring routine and structure into my daily life and, and build from there. And I continue to do that every day. And then I also pull a card for the collective and I post that on Instagram. And I think it's such a lovely way to start my day. And, you know, I really, I started posting my daily card pulls on Instagram just to give myself a little accountability Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, people started reaching out to me and saying how much they looked forward to my card pull. And I, I wasn't really thinking about how the circle came together. I just thought about like, okay, I have to post this so that I do it. And I hold myself accountable. I just didn't really think about who was on the receiving end of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't really doing readings for other people at the time. I, you know, stepped away from it. And people started contacting me asking for readings. And I was like, well, oh, I don't, I don't do that anymore. And people started contacting my friends to see like, <laughs> I want to get a reading with Sarah. How do I get in there? And, um, and it was just like, I mean, this is what I mean by undeniable. I was at a coffee shop in my neighborhood 
And I was just, you know, drinking a latte with a friend. And a woman came up to me and was like, do you do tarot readings? And I was stunned. I was like, is everyone seeing this person? Is this a ghost? (laughs) I don't know. And I was like, it's not like I had like tarot cards out. I was just sitting with a friend drinking coffee. And I was just like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I was like, it's part of my practice, but I don't really do readings. And she's like, I need a reading from you. And she's like, I'm moving to another country and I want to get a reading from you before I do so. And I know you're the one I have to do the reading for. And I was like, this is like, I don't do this. But I was just like, oh, I don't know. Something, everything in me was like, you can't say no. Mm-hmm. So I gave her my business card and we did a reading and it was just like, it was moments like that that kept happening so strongly. Like, to be honest, like, I don't even want to know what would have happened if I had really firmly denied this. I just don't think it would have been possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a full-time tarot reader and psychic medium. And I also write for several publications. And most of my writing has to do with magic, witchcraft, and tarot. Yeah, you write so much. You have so many incredible articles. I'm definitely going to share some in the the description too. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I think I'm kind of curious if you want to share, have there, as you've been doing like daily card pulls, have there been any cards that have been kind of repeating or keep showing up throughout like pandemic time? Oh, completely, completely. I mean, this is probably going to shock no one, but the hermit, (laughs) that was coming up constantly like I feel like especially in the first kind of couple of months and then we've seen it I feel like everyone is spending more time alone and it's natural when we don't know what the future holds to go into our past and to do a lot of digging around and self-discovery so that made a lot of sense uh the two of pentacles has been coming up a lot which I think also really resonates because everyone is so much on their plate and so many responsibilities that they're trying to balance right now. I'm not surprised that that one's come up. Um, and queen of swords, she's been appearing Mm. like crazy. And to me, like a lot of that messaging has been about the importance of implementing and upholding boundaries because everyone's energy is, is all over the place. And I feel like what we need to keep our energy, our sanity, our stability, our balance is strong boundaries. So that message has been coming up a ton. And then another one that I was seeing a lot, especially over the summer was the lovers, which was really showing me to be mindful of where we put our energy and what we're kind of focusing on and pairing ourselves with, whether it's another person, a job, an endeavor, or truly anything, just being very mindful of what we're putting our focus and energy into. Yeah, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing. Oh, totally. I actually, I pulled a card before (gasps) um, we talked. (laughs) Yes! Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, the one that came up, which is one that's come up for me a lot during pandemic as well, Seven of Pentacles. And yeah, I think all of the sevens kind of in that space, like between where we've been and where we're going and we're kind of, yeah, like waiting here and trying to figure out how to exist here. So that feels, yeah, really present too. Oh, I love that. What a good card for right now too. Cause I always also feel like that one comes up when it's begging us to make a decision too. 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like just seeing like what's working and then what isn't and kind of like what we can revisit or uh, let go of too. Yeah, definitely appropriate for this time. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Wow. That's a good one to haunt you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll definitely continue thinking about it later. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. Tarot can just be so rude sometimes. <laughs> it really is. It's so on point. I love it. <laughs> it's like, well, I really wanted this specific card to come up because I really just wanted to hear this answer and you're not giving it to me and it's really frustrating. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm totally, I'm so guilty of being, of pulling a card and being like, that was practice. So like, I don't know if that's really it. And then shuffling up and I always pull it again. So yeah. it's funny, like when people, when I do like tarot lessons or like people are asking for guidance and how to get into tarot, I'm like, just so you know, like I'm the first to admit that like, I totally throw back cards. I don't want, but I know like I, it's in there. Like it gets me. I'm like, I know, I know, I know, but maybe we could get a little further insight. And it's always like, no, pay attention to me. Like spend <laughs> a little more time with this card. Yeah. So annoying. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that's so nice about getting your cards read, even when you have your own tarot practice and you read for yourself is sometimes I just need someone else to reflect back to me. Um, when I'm like, totally refusing to see what the cards are trying to tell me completely I know yeah so I also want to talk about another big part of your work which is color magic (gasps) (laughs) we never talked about this on the show before so I'm so excited Um, yeah can you share what color magic is (laughs) totally so Every color holds a vibrational energy and intention, which we are able to harness and use in our life more consciously. And I feel like I like to think of once we break the spell on the magic of color, we can use it to invoke change, to empower ourselves, to truly manifest any desire we may have. Color truly can be an ally. And it's wonderful. There's you know, the scientific properties of color, color theory, psychology behind color, the emotional, the magical resonance, it all intertwines into a very potent modality. Yeah. How do you like consciously work with color? What does that look like? What does it feel like too? So I love that because every color really does have, like, I feel like enhance and interact with every sense we have. So it's not just about seeing the color. It is about like feeling and embodying it. And my personal favorite is through adornment. Like I've always, you know, right now my hair is this like rose quartzy light pink, but I've been always just, I don't know, ever since I was a kid, I was like, what color am I feeling like? And I would paint my nails or dye my hair that color. And then once I went to art school and I really got into the theory behind color, I started thinking about how the color I was drawn to truly showed what I was feeling or what I wanted to feel. And I feel like on an intuitive sense, we do know, like we're already working with the magic of color. I just want to help people see like, this is what you're drawn to and this is what it means. And then whatever you are pushing away 
that's what it means too. Cause the colors, it's, it's not only what we like, it's what we dislike and everything is telling our story of what we're invoking or what we need to be invoking. So a lot of times I like to get dressed in the morning by based on like how I feel or what I want to project. Like for example, red is such an empowering color. It's a real like warrior color. It helps us fight for what we want or need. So like if you need to speak to your boss about having a raise, wearing some red or invoking the energy of red will really help you. And it's also like a very passionate, sensual color. So if you want to have a sexy date, wear a little red or bring in the energy of red, whether it's through adornment, visualizations, meditations, the food you eat, uh, crystals are a great way if you, if you vibe with those energetically. So I, I definitely like to dress how I feel. I like to eat the colors I want, I'm working with. Um, if you're into like makeup or uh, nail polish, I'm always painting my nails in whatever energy I'm invoking that day or week, but it's all encompassing. I'm always trying to be conscious about the energies I'm working with. Yeah. When you talk about like what different colors evoke or what they mean, is it, is it like tarot where the colors or where the cards, like they have meaning and then it's also intuitive and they can mean something to you is it the same thing with colors like they mean things but also it can be like a personal or intuitive feeling about them absolutely I think both with tarot and color I encourage people to understand the history and the theory but also to have their own personal relationship with a color um, and tarot as well because we bring a lot of our own emotions and memories to this energy. So I feel like a color that might be my like power color, if you have such an aversion or distaste for that color, it's not going to make you feel powerful. So we're going to find like what color relaxes you, what invigorates you, what calms you down or wakes you up. Cause there truly is a color for every intention. Yeah. How do you invite people to start you know, exploring how different colors make them feel or what their associations are for them? Well, I do offer a service called the Color Wheel of the Year, which Ooh. is a take on the Tarot Wheel of the Year reading, which was something that like I respect and love that practice, but it's never something that's really been part of my personal uh, way of doing tarot. And, but I wanted to have a reading that was for the year of head. I want it to be color. So through that, when clients sit with me, we do a meditation and we're guided to the colors that they need. And through this service, we pick a color for every month of the next year. And I've also created some writing that's from my research on color. And I've also included journal prompts to help people use that color in a way and think about it differently. So that's one way. And it's a lot about like sparking the intuition and going through different shades of colors and talking about what it inspires for an individual and how we can work with that, as well as uh, going over the intention you desire to set and how we can support that through the energy of color. 
Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting to me how if we're paying attention or if I'm paying attention anyways, I notice that I'm into different colors. Like I don't have really a favorite color, but it kind of ebbs and flows. And over the summer and fall, I found myself being really attracted to like this very specific color combination of burnt orange and like baby blue. And something yes. about it, I just I love that. I love, yeah. I just wanted to like eat that color combination up. And yeah, it's so interesting how we can be attracted to different colors in different times. And how do you think like they work together? Like when you're working with color combinations, can they like support each other? Absolutely. Well, and I find that a lot of times when people present a color combination like you just did, those are complementary colors on the color wheel. And we're always trying to seek a level of stability and balance. And a lot of times we'll see that coming through with color as well. So usually the colors, they do complement each other and the energy that you're trying to invoke as well. Yeah. What about favorite colors for people who have like a core favorite color do you have any thoughts about like does that mean anything does that have anything to say about them oh it means yes it means everything (laughs) I feel that your you know your favorite color says a lot about you it's the energy that I think you feel most at home in it's the energy that says a lot about your personality type it's also says a lot about what you hope to be or desire to be as well. So I feel like you can learn a lot about a person by hearing what their favorite color is. Okay, well, then I have to ask, what's your favorite color? <laughs> oh, it's pink all day. <laughs> I was thinking that from your hair. <laughs> yeah, of course. I love pink. I know. And I feel like you know, there's so much like old fashioned, just sexism and misogyny that I think pushes away pink, but I think it's such a lovely color. I feel like society's embracing it much more, but I think it's just so sweet and lovely. I mean, I feel like, like every color encompasses such a wide range between its hues and shades, but I really like, I'm so digging like the color of my hair, this like light rose quartzy, uh, sweet pink but I also just love like a magenta or a hot pink it's so invigorating and empowering and loud uh but I I'm really feeling this like softness and sweetness of uh, of like a rosy rose quartz yeah I love that and I mean I love that I've actually been feeling into that a bit too around reclaiming the color pink my relationship with pink was kind of like rejecting it and rejecting everything that I was told you know women were supposed to be all of that we don't have to get completely (laughs) rejecting all of that and then realizing like really this year probably like last month that actually I love pink. There's nothing prettier to me than the pink of a sunset. It's so gorgeous. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm allowed to like pink. (laughs) Yes. Well, I really needed some help in, in softening and embracing my feminine energy. And so I started really working with pink and, and enjoying the terrifying feeling of what it's like to be vulnerable and soft Mm and, um, receptive and pink has definitely been an energetic support system in that Mm. 
Yeah, pink has such an association with pleasure for me too. Oh, truly, it is lovely to indulge in pleasure. Yeah. Do you do you work with color magic in tarot cards? Like I imagine you do. Like you're paying attention to the colors that are in cards and how does that like shift your relationship with the cards? Completely. I think it just imbues it with another layer of meaning too, which I think we're all, if we're working with these modalities, we're searching for answers. So this is another answer that's coming through. And I feel like, you know, the color enhances the story, the imagery, the feeling. It also is tied to the elementals that are so much a part of tarot. So I feel like the more information we have, the more languages we can speak, the richer of a story we can tell. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little more, how the colors are tied to the elements? Oh, absolutely. So I feel like we have the swords, pentacles, cups, and wands. And so with wands, we have that fire energy. So I always think of this like red and orange, which is really activated and physical and inspiring and creative and passionate, which the wands are. Um, And then we have the swords, which is the element of air and clarity, truth, communication. So it's very like yellow and blue. Pentacles is so earthy and grounded and stable. So I feel like that's very green and brown. And then with cups, we have our emotions. And I feel like that's a little bit... um, How do I say this? Like I feel like, like pink which gets us in touch with our feelings. Uh, I would even bring in a little bit of, of green for that as well. Like, and what else is cups? I think I associate blue with cups uh, because of the water, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I also just feel like it's, there's so many colors too that encompass each one and we're going to see some overlap. But yeah, cups really is blue. Yeah, I love that for cups. And yeah, it's so interesting even noticing to me like what colors stand out on a card, like one of the majors or something, like what's catching my eye and yeah, what does that feel like? What does that mean? You know? oh, completely. Yes. And every one of the major arcana has a color association, but one of my favorite examples of color, especially in like the Rider Waite deck is the way Pixie Coleman Smith illustrated the Ten of Cups. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful, uplifting card with that rainbow. And I always feel like when I see the Ten of Cups, it's like just such a feeling of satisfaction and emotional contentment. It's like, here we are. This is my happy ending. And I think it's so beautifully illustrated with those what that rainbow and that sign of hope and peace yeah it's so gorgeous I love that card too so lovely you mentioned a little bit earlier about cards or sorry not cards about colors that we really don't like or we really like reject or feel repelled by what do you think about that like what's the deal with not liking colors So I feel like when a color presents an aversion to someone, we need to spend some time exploring that color because often that's exactly the energy we need to invite in. And that's why we're pushing it away (laughs) so much. So it's funny. One of my favorite examples of this is I, I teach a color magic workshop. I've been doing this for, 
I think almost four years now. And I was teaching to a, a small group of women entrepreneurs, very creative. Everyone was making their living based on their creative output. And all of us, myself included, had an aversion to orange. And what I think is so great is that color is approachable. We all understand color. So when we're all meeting on that plane, it invites uh, comfort and discussion and to open up. And as we were speaking about this uh, aversion to orange, it also kind of came out that all of us were feeling incredibly creatively blocked. Mm -hmm. And orange is the color of inspiration. Orange opens us up to new opportunities and it gets us stimulated to create. And so we all started, like made a pact to invite orange into our lives. And I will tell you, like someone from that group wrote an incredibly impactful book that is blown up. Another won an award for her work in film. Um, I started writing again professionally. Uh, another had an incredible, amazing gallery show which led to a museum exhibition. I mean, like, so I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's totally the power of orange, but it's not, not the power <laughs> of orange coming in. <laughs> well, I love that you used that example because I was thinking the color that I really didn't like for years was orange. And over the past couple of years, I've really started to warm up to orange. And like I shared like that burnt orange shade specifically, I'm like obsessed yes. with now. And that definitely follows my personal creative trajectory. <laughs> right? I, Isn't that interesting? It's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've never made that connection before, but wow. Yeah. I mean, it's something else I wanted to ask you is about how color magic and tarot can support creativity. So is there anything else you want to share about that? Well, I definitely feel like if you're feeling creatively blocked, definitely bring in orange into your creative space. Uh, that could simply be by closing your eyes and visualizing yourself enveloped in an orange cloud and breathing that it, uh, orange energy in, sending it circulating through your whole body and breathing it out. That's a lovely ritual to begin your work. Uh and as far as tarot, what I think is really great is if you're feeling stuck, pulling a card and letting that card inspire you. What is the message that's coming through and how can you implement that message into your uh, practice? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, something else I like to do is write to tarot cards, like write a poem from a tarot pool or like <gasps> a little story or whatever. And so I fun. love that's amazing. That's so wonderful. I love that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, that's great. I mean, there are all ways of, yeah, just connecting with my creativity and also deepening connection with the cards. Absolutely. They truly are each a muse. Yeah. And I'm curious too, and I know you're not an astrologer, or at least I don't think you are, but... <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Do you Just connect colors with astrology at all or with maybe your own personal signs? Yes, absolutely. There is a resonance. Each astrological sign does have a color associated with it. And it very much matches the energy and, and 
embodiment of that sign cool yeah I feel like for me personally I'm like a Libra sun Libra feels yellow Aries moon Aries feels red Virgo rising Virgo feels green (laughs) absolutely yes I'm a Virgo sun and I feel like I it's such green energy it's so earthy and nurturing and stable and encourages growth in a supportive way so yeah I think you're totally on point you're already feeling the magic of color yeah well I feel really inspired after this conversation to work with color in more intentional ways (laughs) oh my gosh please keep me updated I want to know what you're doing I definitely will I mean I just think it's so this work is so fascinating because we're surrounded by color all the time. Like we have all different kinds of colors in our spaces, in our clothes that we wear on our bodies. So we're working with color all the time, whether we're like consciously doing it or not. And it's all yeah, impacting our energy and our feelings. And it's so cool to yeah, channel that and work with it in an intentional way to like support different yeah, intentions or things you want to feel. I just love it. Oh, me too. It's so fun. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I wanted to ask you. I think I want to ask all of the witches who come on the show this question, just because I'm curious. Yes. I, I feel like we all kind of have one of these or, or maybe we do anyways, but is there a go-to spell or ritual that you, that's yeah, kind of like a core practice that you can always come back to I always love a good self-love spell because I feel like if we don't value ourselves and love ourselves and know our worth it it's hard to build a foundation upon that to bring in anything else in your life yeah yeah that resonates a lot yeah Right? More self-love spells always. Yeah. I mean, that's something <laughs> that's something that's so important to me too. And I think of my self-love spells a lot of times as being so simple. Like a lot of mornings at my altar, I have this uh, this peach moonstone that's pink and gorgeous. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, and I love it. I feel so connected to that stone. And I'll often just like rub it on my heart a little bit and just tell myself like, I love you. I'm proud of you. And that just feels so good. And that feels like its own spell. Ah, that's wonderful. You know, I love like a big extravagant ritual, (laughs) you know, one that takes like a lot of planning and uh, like, it's so major, but I also feel like magic should be accessible and it should be done every day. So there's some very powerful, impactful magic that comes from the most simple rituals and spells. So I think it's lovely to have both in your practice. Yeah, I totally agree. I love the big elaborate ones. And I also am just not going to do them every day. And I need those little spells too. And yeah, having them all feels really good and really nourishing. Yes. I mean, who has the time? I wish, I wish (laughs) I did. But, you know, sometimes just a simple meditation or some time with uh an incantation and a candle or the reminder of how much you love yourself with your favorite crystal is is just as good yeah and the little things feed the big things I mean that reminds me of what you were sharing about 
having that structure for your tarot practice of just like pulling a card and doing a little meditation with it every day and like over time you build up such a deep connection to cards and to yourself through that and yeah I think it can be that way with a lot of things with our magical practice totally I want to ask you the last question that I always ask on this show (laughs) okay (laughs) because the name of the show is living open um what does living open mean to you what comes up when you hear that how does it feel well immediately it makes me think of how my desire is to live with an open heart Mm. and uh open to love completely and truthfully and be receptive to love and opportunities and connection because I've realized I thought I was and I wasn't and then going on such a journey of heart opening and and the ease and comfort that comes after confronting the fear of that and how much more pleasurable and easy life is when I'm living with an open heart and I really encourage everyone to explore that because I think it's uh for me it's a much more grounded and stable way to be and I think about how I I think I missed out on some really amazing opportunities because my heart wasn't open to them I just wasn't ready but I think living openly to me is, is living with an open heart and loving easily. Mm. We're back to pink. That feels so pink to me. (laughs) It truly is a pink energy. (laughs) (laughs) Can you let people know how they can find you online, how they can work with you if you have anything interesting? Yes. Oh my gosh. Please follow me on Instagram. I am Sarah Potter, Sarah with an H. Uh, I would love to connect with you there and share the magic of tarot and color together. If you're interested in booking a reading with me, you can send me an email. I do have a book now button on my Instagram profile. Um, I also do color magic intention setting sessions with Orly nail polish. That's virtually where we you tell me what intention you're setting and I energetically prescribe a color. And then with the Orly color labs, we custom mix a color just for you to help you create that intention. And it is so fun. It's one of my most favorite services I do. And I'm also on intro and Hey Hero, if you want to do a reading that way. And I would just love to connect. It's so fun. I do, um, I do tarot scopes at astrology.com every week. I do the quarterly tarot scopes for bust in their print edition. And then I also write for Cosmo and Shondaland. So I'm all over the internet. I hope this just come find me and say hi. I'd love to chat. You're everywhere doing amazing things. <laughs> thank you. It's fun. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. I have such a huge smile on my face. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please do tap five stars and leave us a nice review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I appreciate it so, so much. And it's a really lovely way to be in exchange with the show, with an indie podcast. You can check out all the links mentioned in this episode in the description, and I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it and stay in touch on Instagram at E-R-Y-N-J underscore or Patreon until then.